Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melt your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks. Us city slickers, there was no water in spots, so we'd head to the corner. Mr. Warner would knock off the knob on top of the high drink. We was wilding on the side of the welcome, welcome back, all my doodadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in to this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, I am your host, Mo Green, and I will not be wishing a happy quarantine uh, this week um, because it is a more serious time. Uh, Like I said last week, I did not want to get into all the events that have been taken, uh, you know, uh, taken and happening over the last couple weeks in America and across the world uh, in relation to the protests and the, the uprising and call for change yet again in our country and across the world. Um, but this week, we're going to jump into it. And it, that's also why I have the guest that I do on on the show to talk about her experience as a black mother raising a black son who will eventually turn into a black man. Um, I thought it was kind of important to this week to get that perspective on parenting. You know, I, I think that that's, this is a real thing that that us as black people, and yes, I say us because for many of you who may not know, I am a black dad. My dad is black. His dad was black. Uh, and therefore, my daughter's dad is black being myself. So, um, you know, I think it's important for us as black parents and just all parents to understand uh, that that black experience from all angles, specifically when it comes to being a parent, um, because it's another level that is added in based on how, you know, racially charged our country is inherently, you know, um, Anyway, before we jump into that, as always, to connect on a fatherhood brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com, follow the Instagram at dadhardpod, and check out the website where this episode will be at the top of the tops, Uh, that's wedadhard.com, and this is episode 36, it is the Marcus Smart episode, uh, as I will call it, being a Celtics fan myself, but uh, it is also week 44 of dadding for me. And um, I know I normally talk about my daughter's development this week, but like I said, I want to talk a little bit more about how the recent happenings in our country uh, affects us as parents and what we can do to inspire our children to continue that movement. Because as parents, we hold a very powerful platform with the next generation, um, simply because we are raising the next generation. Um, like I said, many of you may not know, but I'm a, I'm a black man. I'm a black dad. I've lived the black experience. I have experienced the, the fear of living in this country as a black man. Um, 
you know, almost every day of my life. Um, and, uh, it's, it's heartwarming to see that it's a shame that it's taken such tragic and disgusting and horrid events to bring it to the forefront. But it is heartwarming to see how many people, not only in this country, across all 50 states, but across the world, are now fighting and calling for the things that, you know, my community and culture have been calling for for countless amount of time since we were, since we came to this country, essentially. Um, so that's awesome. And it's, um, you know, it, it, being a black dad, being a black parent um, is both in this time specifically with what's going on is both, you know, it, it's fearful, but this has made it a little bit hopeful, you know, hopeful that things are changing. People are seeing, uh, getting involved, et cetera. And that's a beautiful thing all the way down to, you know, kids, you know, like there, there are parent communities that we're a part of that are organizing family marches and protests, which is awesome. Um, and it's just a fan. That's an amazing thing to see. Um, but it's a weird, it's a weird conundrum for, for me specifically as a black, as a black parent, because, you know, my, my wife is white, my mother is white and my daughter actually, I mean, at least now, um, has more of the complexion of my mom and wife than she does of me. And when this all started, I actually turned to my wife and we always kind of had this back and forth. Like we both wished that she came out with more of like my complexion. Uh, cause you know, be, she would be so pretty. You have my, you know, my, my skin complexion and my wife has more like reddish hair. So if she had her, my wife's hair and, and eyes and my complexion, she'd be gorgeous. And yada. but she came out like my wife. And for the first time I turned to my wife when this all started and I said, I'm actually thankful that she looks more like you from her her skin color than she does like me. Um, Because she may not, for that reason, have to grow up living the same fearful experience that I lived, whether that is encounters with police or just encounters with hateful people in general, um, you know, she hopefully won't have to deal with that. Now, if this movement continues and there is real change in this country, nobody may have to live with that, which would be a fantastic thing. But I, you know, that's what I said to my wife. I said, for the first time, I'm happy she looks more like you than she does me because she might not have to experience that. And then I thought deeper and I realized that my first experience with racism and understanding that there is hatred towards black people in America was not against me. It wasn't because of anything that happened to me. It was actually something that happened to my dad uh, when I was maybe somewhere between six, seven, eight years old. Um, And that made me fearful all over again for her, that that could be her first experience as well. Um, 
And to this day, that was one of the scariest moments of my life. Uh, you know, I was six, seven, eight, somewhere in that range. My mom was away on business and my dad just left me in the house alone, said, yo, hang out, watch the game. I'm just going to run to the store and get a bottle of apple juice. One hour passes, two hours, three hours, four hours, and I don't hear anything. I, I don't know where he is. Uh, I, I, there's no like cell phones at that time. So I couldn't call him. Nobody knew what was going on. Um, until a, uh, one of the doormen in my building knocked on my door and said that one of the maintenance guys was at D'Agostino's and my dad was being arrested and him and the owner of the grocery store that my dad was at were fighting with police to tell him to tell them that he was not the right person. They, he, my dad then came back a couple minutes later with dirt all over his face, blood, blood on his hands, dirt on his hands, on his face, on his shirt. Uh, you know, he was soaking wet because like uh, from the like waist down because like the apple juice, they knocked it out of his hand and it spilled all over. And they thought that because he was a black guy leaving that grocery store that he quote unquote fit the bill of of robbery on somebody who had robbed the store earlier that night. And even when the grocery store owner told them that he knew my dad and that was not the guy, the police continued to harass, shove him up against a dirty gate next door, put him in handcuffs, put him in the police car. And meanwhile, his six, seven, eight year old son is at home all by himself, scared shitless about what could have just happened to his father. And thinking about that even more during this time, like I said, made me fearful for that. That could be something my daughter could experience. Um, but like I said, I'm now hopeful because everything that's happened over these last few weeks is incredibly hopeful and you know my wife turned to me earlier tonight actually and said the fact that they're knocking down confederate statues is just incredible and it is because it's showing that everybody or all races all people all colors creeds uh sexualities genders who cares ages want to eliminate that imagery that supports the racist values that have stood in America for so long. And that's awesome. And as a father, that makes me super hopeful for the life that my daughter will lead. And as parents, I think it's just super fucking important that we continue to inspire our kids to follow in the footsteps of everybody that has been involved in any way, shape, or form over the past couple of weeks and be a part of the change continuously throughout their lives. You know what I mean? It doesn't stop here. As parents, we have the responsibility and power to shape the future by inspiring and educating and, you know, urging our kids to be better than we are, to leave this planet, world, country, city, state, house, street, uh, better than they found it. Um, and if we can do that, that is 
a fantastic job that we've done as parents. And that's what I definitely plan to do. Um, and I talk about it with my guest, uh, awesome, awesome, awesome guest, black mom raising a black son. Uh, she has become mommy blog famous, uh, with the scary mommy, uh, doing her mom scope skits. And she talks about that, um, in, in the guest segment that we're about to jump into. Uh, and that's what we have to do as parents. It's, it's, we have that responsibility. Um, and you know, the time is now, uh, I know most people, a lot of people listening have very young kids, but when that time comes, man, educating them, talking to them about what's happened these last couple of weeks, how things got here, how things have changed since they were kids, etc., is an important conversation to have. So, you know, I'm actually excited to, to be able to have that with my daughter whenever I can. And, uh, Hopefully she continues the movement and her generation continues the movement the way that my generation has, the generation under me has, um, and continue to inspire and move forward and make everything better. Uh, so that's all I got to say about that. And that's really all for, for this segment this week. Uh, we're going to just jump into the musical break. And on the other side, we're going to jump into the guest segment with Miss Nefertiti Warren, uh, who's fantastic. I've known her since high school. Like I said, she works with Scary Mommy Blog, uh, does all the mom scopes, uh, and is an awesome creator, actress, author, uh, all that. So uh, we're going to hit the musical break, and I will catch you on the other side. We made it through the pain, made it through the rain when the darkness came. Yeah. And when the darkness come again, we're gonna make it to the sun. I said, we done made it through the pain, made it through the rain. When the darkness came, yeah. And when the darkness come again, we're gonna make it to the sun. They say we enter in the second depression, and again, pin in the. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fine. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your waves. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fine. Right, right. Remember the sandbox, little league ball, felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap, and Doc was more like Benny the Jet. No handy, but yet. And we are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. And as always, you know when that music break hits, it is time for the guest segment of the show. And also, as always, I have a very, very special guest. Uh, it is actually not a dad. It is the third mom that we're going to have on the podcast. Uh, and not only is she a mom, she is the, the scary mommy herself, the, the, the mom scopes guru, uh, and a longtime friend of mine. We, me and her go way, 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 way back to the high school days. Uh, so with no further ado, it's my pleasure to introduce Miss Nefertiti Warren. How are you? Hey, I'm amazing. That was an awesome intro. I feel like I can hear a crowd in my head. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe I'm losing my mind because we're in the quarantine. 
Absolutely. I, I, uh, I'm very pumped to have you on. And when I reached out, like, you know, I, I told you my wife, like showed me like a post from scary mommy and was like, yo, this is so hilarious. Like watch this. And I was like, Oh, what's this? She's like, Oh, it's scary mommy. And I looked at her and I was like, wait, that's fucking titty. Like, what the, <laughs> f- what the hell? Like, I, exactly. And, and I was like, that's crazy. And I like, I, I actually been meaning to hit you up to, to try to get you on the show for a long time. But Inevitably, I did a couple weeks ago. We made it happen. Um, and I'm pumped to have you on. How are things going as, you know, in your momdom world? I know your son is like six years old, going on seven slash mm-hmm. 17. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. how, how's everything? How's everything doing? How are you taking to it? How, what's, what's life like as a mom? Wow. Well, life as a mom right now is, is just 24-7. I mean, we always say that, you know, as a parent, it never shuts off. But since we're in quarantine, it truly never shuts off. Like, he is here with me every single day, you know, period. I mean, the only time that I have to myself is if I'm, like, taking that survival store run or whatever. And, um... And I get some me time then or in the shower. Other than that, um, like that's my that's my dog, you know. So mom life is is it's on. There is no off button right now, but it's okay, it's a blessing and I love it because um I feel like in a way this actually has allowed our relationship between my son and I to actually evolve into this like joke place. Um because, like, I've had to have way more patience, right? And, and but I realized that the patience came not just for him, but with myself. Like, I stopped being so hard on myself with different things, with, like, rules, with, like, bedtime, you know? Like, yes. we're in a quarantine. Why am I going hard about bedtime? Like, there's no fucking school tomorrow. When we wake up, we wake up, and then we get our work done. You know, I still keep the structure as much as possible. However, I don't put that pressure on myself that the structure has to be perfect, that there is no flexibility in the structure because it's like, that for what? You know what right. I'm saying? No, like, for sure. Just relax. Like, let's lay here. Let's have a talk. Like, let's talk about our day, what was cool about our day, and then we'll fall asleep. You know, we do a lot of sleep sounds, which is um, very nice, you know. Yeah, that or never worked for my daughter. I tried it all the time. Never worked for her. She was just like, nope, nope, nope. Sorry, nope. I I don't need that shit. Just play me some Michael. I've been I've been playing her a lot of uh uh uh, uh butterflies by Michael Jackson. That like knocks her out like this. Boom, done. That is out. one of my favorite songs by Michael. Yo, so me too. Oh, me too. I- I feel it. I fuck for her. I know she's 10 months, but I fuck for her on that. <laughs> she loves it. She's just like, she'll eat a bottle, calm down, relax. That She's like, put me in a bed. Michael's singing. Let me let him send me to sleep. Nice. He can do it better than you, bro. And oh, I, I love it. When he was a baby at that age, I wasn't really putting sounds or anything like that. I was just pretty much rocking him and then trying to lay him down and right. then um, 
run out quietly <laughs> so that <laughs> I could then get some sleep. <laughs> the quiet but, the quiet run out after you put your kid to sleep when they're a baby you know, is like the the, the most difficult me, thing you'll ever have to do especially if the room is not clean and they got like toys everywhere you try to not step on toys and knock in the shit and they go oh shit I forgot the bottle like going in and grabbing the bottle back oh my god that's the, Yo, that's the wildest no shit no lie that's a horror movie like <laughs> Seriously, like, Jordan Peele needs to write this shit because that is the scariest thing for a parent when your child is, like, just been put to sleep. Not in that full, secure sleep yet, but that just faded away and you're good. And it's like, I've literally crawled on the floor, <laughs> hands and knees, to crawl away from Stanley's crib so oh that my God. I could, like, just get some time. But that shit, hell no. That's, it's scary but you're right but you're right you can't put you can't put a lot of pressure on yourself and like this quarantine definitely like made me and my wife kind of learn that or or like Mm -hmm. zooming to hyperspeed about learning that because Mm -hmm. at at the beginning we were like you like trying to like keep structure like okay we have to keep her day like structured the same way it was when she was at daycare and this and this and that so she has to go then bed at this time and eat at this time and wake up at this time and like as we've gone we're just like listen she's changing like Kids, even yeah. even, at, even at your son's age, like they're still—he's six years old, but like they're changing all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like their bodies are changing, their clocks are changing. Mm-hmm. They're getting different concepts of time. They're having different levels of energy, which means they no. need to burn it off in different ways. So you don't. There's no rule book to yeah, like how to do this. You know what I'm saying? You just have to adjust yeah. and like listen to your kid. Yeah, yo, exactly. You have to adjust. And just like you said, all of those factors, like, first of all, when they go through different milestones, that might yep. set them back with their sleep and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and um, and then it's like, you just have to adjust. Like you said, you have to adjust to your child because every child is different. Every parent is different. You have to adjust to what you need in comparison to what your child needs in comparison to that moment. Right. Like, sure. it's a case-by-case, day-by-day, moment-to-moment scenario. It's 100%. like... Structure now should just be a nice guideline, but it shouldn't be this rigid, you know, militant thing that it's all or nothing and if it doesn't happen, you know, fuck everything. We failed. We failed as parents. We're the worst parents ever. We put this pressure on ourselves and we don't realize it sometimes. Sometimes it's like subconscious pressure and then you... You're sitting here with all this anxiety and don't even know where it comes from until you take a moment to pause and realize, like, yo. Yeah. How did you get down with Scary Mommy? You know what I mean? Like, the my whole mom's ghost shit just blew up out of nowhere. You've always been a creative from dance yes. to poetry to to, yes. to, to songs to acting. spoken word, acting, etc. Yeah. How did you get involved with Scary Mommy? And then furthermore, like, how did you just hit it with this mom scopes thing? I got hooked up with Scary Mommy um, thanks to my agents at Take Three Talent Agency. Shout out to them. (laughs) Um, I I went on an audition one day for a Scary Mommy project, and um, it was for, it was actually for a Father's Day thing. That was the first gig that I booked with Scary Mommy. um, Oh, really? For their, yeah, for their Band of Mothers editorial commercial, which is this spoof on Father's Day. And allow the kids to be with their dads on Father's Day so that we get the free time. We were like, oh, happy Father's Day. <laughs> oh, my okay, God, that's brilliant. Yeah, so that was the first thing that I booked with them. 
And then from then, I just was able to stay on their roster with different, like, editorials and things. And they would call me in for different things. And I always had fun because, you know, like, that is my tribe. I can't say it any other way. Like, we speak the same language. Their sense of humor is my sense of humor. And they get mom life 100% because they're moms, too. Sure. So, um, so the mom scope came up one day because they just just created something on the fly and they had called my agent and they was like, hey, um, you know, is Neff available? Can she come down? I think it was like same day type joint. Like, can she come down and like shoot something real quick? And my agent called me and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just went over to set and um, we filmed, I think it was one episode that day and they saw how it was. They got great reviews and responses and then it just took off from there and it's just, so much fun um you know I laugh whenever I read the scripts like and it's just amazing like I'm just so thankful for that and uh, for that experience and all the moms that I've connected with too like reading in some of the comments and stuff they're like oh my god this is so me this is so Aries to say and I'm like yes girl it's gonna be all right you know and it's like (laughs) you really do build a bond and a tribe and um I'm just thankful 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 to to that to all of them for the whole experience, you know, so. For sure. But yeah, just following the dream. That's yeah, how no, it got there. No, straight following up. Following the dream. You can never give up on your dreams. Absolutely. And that's, and that's just fantastic. Like, number one, I'm so proud and so happy because I've known you for so long and, and we've been we've been rocking together Thank for you. so long. I'm so proud and happy of you. So when my wife showed me that, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah oh I God, get it. Get it. Like, you actually know me, know yeah, me. No, no, like, for, you like, real. Like, yes. Nickname. Like, yeah, for you know sure. the nickname that people don't call me. <laughs> exactly. I'll get her on the phone. <laughs> right. She'll give you some mom scopes right now as Back. we speak. <laughs> Oh my god, like for real. Yeah, you know, it's just been a blessing. Like like you said, I'm a creative. I it's been in my spirit to be a creative. I can't do anything else but be a creative. So I'm also a member of this acting company called The Characters. Shout out okay. to the characters. I'm just doing all shout outs today. Um, <laughs> a lot of free plug going on goes on on that hard with the podcast. Okay. But you know what? Like no lie though, it's like it really does take a village 100%. it's a journey that's not by yourself when you get to any level of success or anywhere on your path period you know so it's like I cannot talk about any success or anything that I do without getting shout outs where shout outs are you know I mean? I'm with it like, 100% it's like I don't get how people be like yeah yeah blah, blah, blah. and it's like um did you forget your team or yeah. did you forget like who put this on? You know? Yep. So, so, um, listen, that's why, that's why I just have all my friends coming on this show. Like that's, that's, that's hey, what, you know what I'm saying? Like 90% of the people is. is 90% of the guests that I've had on, on the pod just happen to be my friends. Like a lot of them, like exactly. you do real cool fucking shit, you know? And I'm just blessed to, 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 to be friends and, and, and know, and know people that are doing cool stuff that also happen to be parents and have phenomenal, you know, in, Insight on the parenting experience, you know what I mean? So, yes, like, yes, uh, but, but yes, sure. you're 100% and you're doing right. dope shit too. Well, you know, yeah. fine, you know, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm with the characters, and um, I'm also the head writer of the characters, oh, shit. as well as an actor, yeah, yo, because I write too. Holy uh, yes, I like, guess I know this, I know yo, this. Yo, I be writing too, <laughs> I so, be writing. Um, <laughs> I'll be writing. I don't. I don't say that. I don't write that. When I write, I write correctly, unless the character speaks a certain way. But I digress. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
so like um so we write and i also perform with them i act with them and i love my tribe with the characters and right now we're like developing a lot of content for social media for instagram and stuff we're very particular with what we put out so sometimes it takes a while but you know that's just because we have high standards for what we want to drop. You know what I'm saying? Of course. As creatives, we're also, we also technically happen to be perfectionists as creatives. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we take the stuff so, so seriously, you know, like Mm -hmm. it, it, you want it to be perfect. You want your creative word, your creative message to get out in the proper way by which you mean it to get out. And because it, that's, that's your, it's like your baby. It's almost like being a parent. You know what I mean? Like being a creative is just like having a second child that you, you can't see or feel or touch or put to bed so it always yeah. is nagging at you you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah for sure for sure and it's definitely like you know being a parent is a full-time job being a creative is a full-time job yeah. like you certainly do have moments where i know for me i'll speak to myself um i do have moments where it's like i have high productivity you know and then i do have moments where i'm like okay you know like my creative spirit is at rest Absolutely. And but and that, that yeah. whole thing is so tough, especially now. Like, you know, I mean me and my wife both working and like you know, like having to pass pass my daughter off like a hot potato and then like when yeah. she wants to run around and like one of us has to be like, I, I can't just do this with you right now. Like I got you know, just go sit in the bounce right. let me put you in a bouncy chair for a second and then just watch Elmo and let me finish this, yeah. then we can go and do the whole thing. It's it, it's it's crazy. This whole the whole experience is for, for parents the yeah. work the work parent balance is becoming Yo. like a art that is being mastered by or attempting to Yo. be mastered by every parent out there right now. And this is Back. like full speed ahead. Like, oh, you want to you want to manage that work life balance? Here you go. We're going to mm-hmm. give you this little mm-hmm. thing called quarantine where yeah. you're going to be forced <laughs> to do that. It's so true. It's so true. And it's stressful too. Like, it's honestly very stressful yeah, sure. to be with your child in the same space as you are working as well it's stressful there's a difference when you know your child is able to be at school or daycare and then you can get work done and be productive in a different way you know you don't have the breaks in your productivity because you gotta feed your child you know what i mean or you know you gotta talk to them you know what i'm saying and it is stressful um period and so therefore it's like you have to find a way 
to de-stress, which is good for you. So for me, what I've been doing in the quarantine is I've been becoming way more aware of what I need and what my body needs and honoring that and giving time to that and pushing shit back if need be. Because again, we're in a quarantine. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? What deadline is actually coming up if we're all closed in anyway, you know? So it's like just being flexible with that and, you know, um, and being kind to myself. I get my sage burning and I get my candle and it's just like a space for myself in a quiet time to get myself centered and to literally like increase my energy and the positive vibes that I have for so sure. that I can tackle the day. Yeah, That's you gotta listen thing. to yourself. My advice column coming straight from you from Scary Mommy right now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I got I learned a couple of tricks and stuff like that That's from a this quarantine. Thing. <laughs> right. No, for real though, it's like it's. Oh, it's so true. It's so real. I mean, like, like, how are you managing your work-life balance? Like, is there anything that you've discovered in this quarantine with the work-life balance that you're like, ah, okay, this is working for me that you didn't, you know, know before? So I, I am, have always been uh, the type of person that can just flip the switch on and off when I need to flip mm-hmm. the switch on and off and, like, I just do that. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like in my nature. So like when I need to, when I need to be working, I am in work. Like I'm in that mode. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter if I'm on a call, if it doesn't matter if I'm like doing, you know, computer shit, whatever. Like I'm in that, I'm in the zone and like, please like do not like, bring bring the baby into into the room like this is the time that this is the time that i'm in this zone like and, and me and my wife have been really good about about uh going back and forth with each other's schedules and kind of like scheduling That's things right. around our schedules so that we can play that hot potato game if me if need be you know what i mean um right, sometimes right. you know calls go long and and uh, my calls bleed into when she yeah. has a call and so now all of a sudden my baby is on my lap in the middle of a zoom you know what i mean so right, like right. um and same thing with her but but like when i i, I can always kind of just turn it and, and when it's my turn to take the baby i am off like work is done gotcha. i'm out i'm t- shut off and i'm in dad mode now like because i, I know beautiful. that's what i need to be able to do and that's what it is. Like, that's what I have to do. Um, it makes it a little bit more difficult being in the same space all the time. But like, yeah. that's what, that's, that's how it is. Like, luck, like I, I have like, I've set up like a space in our bedroom so that I can close the uh-huh. door off. That's like my workspace. You know what I mean? That's so yep. I can have that little bit of separation, but that's how I've just always had that ability to kind of turn off and on as I need to and can kind of compartmentalize things in mm-hmm. my head. Um, and and it's so like for that's me, it hasn't good. been the worst thing in the world to be able to have that separation. Um, it's more like just time management, and that's kind of what right. I've learned to do a little bit more. You know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. It is about that time management, you know. And still, I'm learning to be able to say like, "Nah, this time might not work for me," or yeah, "I yep, need to sure. do this time." And it's like, yes, we are in a quarantine, and you know, people might look at you like, "But." <laughs> What else are you doing? But as parents, you well, know what I'm saying? Well, those, those are the people as we parents, call not knowing what it's like to have kids. You know what I mean? That's, that's 
sex because as parents, you know, I do have other things to do, whether it's for my son or for me to be in a good space for my son. Time management 100% is definitely important. And then what else? The other thing that you said, too, was like creating a space in the bedroom. It's so important to have a space that's like designated for productivity or for self-care. I've done a whole lot of home improvement too like just you gotta create an environment that will that will like cultivate productivity and that 100%. will also nurture self-care when you need it too you know yes, so it's 100%. Like, absolutely yeah absolutely. for sure um but i'm actually i'm actually really excited that it worked out that we're talking this week and i know i mentioned yeah. it to you when we were going back and forth that i definitely wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit about mm-hmm. the everything that's been going on in the world uh specifically in our country um in mm-hmm. regards to the you know the george floyd murder and the protests and you yeah. know then the the re-uprising again for what seems like the four millionth time um that there needs that 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 there needs to be changed coming in our country systematically culturally uh mm-hmm. communicate communicatively if that's even right, fucking right. Word. but you. you know what i mean like um and and i'm i'm really i'm really excited that it worked out that we're talking this week after this first round of protests have, have gone on and things are starting to it seems like voices are starting to be heard finally for the yeah. first time since like the 60s so um right. and the reason why I'm, I'm happy that we're having a conversation is because you're a black mom I'm a black yes, dad, black uh, yep. right? And and you're you're raising a a black son who is going yep. to evolve into being a black man, and yep. like ha, um, from your perspective, like how is the inc- right. incidents that have sparked the recent uprising? How is mm-hmm. that played into it? How are you talking to your son about that? Um, yeah. Are you scared? That, yeah. that that he's mm-hmm. going up to be a black man. I mean, I know I just threw like right, right, five right. really deep questions at you at the same yeah. time on some really deep subject matter. But like, this has been racing in my head to talk to you about all week because um, I, I can't, I couldn't imagine what it's like to be a mother raising right. a uh, you know raising a black man in this right. moment here. Um, so yeah. like, how, how is how is all that affecting you? How is that affecting your your, your headspace? Uh, and, and like, mm-hmm. and like I said, how are you commute talking about it with your son? Yo, so um, it's a lot. So um, it's like, where do I even begin? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually was just on a Zoom, yay Zoom, yeah. um, <laughs> with uh, the Ash Academy. They had a physical and mental health summit um, via Zoom, and they had some speakers talk about mental health, and one of the things that they had spoke about was um, vicarious trauma, and it seems like, I feel like I can kind of identify with, you know, like, though I didn't go through that trauma specifically, I feel it vicariously, and I feel that more than ever now with the murder of George Floyd and everything that's going on, it's like the weight is definitely like tenfold now. And, um, and that's why I, for me, I take a lot of time again, back with the self care and taking moments to, you know, to just be silent, to pray, to meditate, to get my sage and try to recenter myself. If I realize that my brain is not in a good place and I might not know why, you know, 
off the bat, but then I know that it's coming from a place of this vicarious trauma. And then, so it's like, when it comes to Stanley, so I've had moments recently where we we went outside the other day and we were going, I think, to the laundromat. And he was running in front of me. And I just had a moment of looking at him and I just had to pray right then and there in my head. I said, I pray that you grow up and have a long life. Oh my God. And it's a shame that, you know, like that prayer has to be even made in in this time because it's like, yeah, of course, like, you know, every parent wants their kids to live long and that's, you know, you don't even think of that. You don't think twice of that, you know what I mean? But it's like, I really got to pray hard over you that it's like, I pray that you have a long life and that you don't get taken out of this world by the hands of just evil, you know yeah. what I mean? Like just fucking malicious, evil, sick individuals, you know? It's like, I pray that that doesn't come your way. I pray that that doesn't come to your door. I pray for his protection. And, you know, and it, it that was like a fucking out-of-body surreal moment because it's like I'm watching him run in front of me and it's like I don't know the future and I pray that, you know, that isn't in his future because no mother wants that, of course. period, no matter what color you are, you know what I mean? And it's like, so I'm praying for him more so for that. Um, and that does, you know, worry me. It does um, make me feel some type of way, but I don't give into the fear so much, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't live your life in fear, you know, thinking that. You know what I mean? And it's like, because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, fear is an energy too, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's like, Absolutely. we can acknowledge everything, but we also have to be mindful um, and wise and discern where we put our attention to. And so, though I have the fear, I'm going to have the fear, but then I'm going to combat it with my spirituality. I'm going to combat it with going to God about it and praying about it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so then specifically in speaking to him, I don't tell, like, it's a fine line. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Um, and, I, and with him being so young also, like, I, 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 you saying. have to really, you know, it's a because you also line. don't want to instill fear in him. Thank you. Exactly. One hundred, ten thousand, a million percent. Like, because if I'm traumatized from it as an yeah. adult. Sure. You know what I'm saying? What is that going to do to him as a child? And I don't want that to be his first impressions of the world. Though these things can happen in the world, I don't want that to be his his foundation of what the world is. You know what I of mean? Course. You know, and it's like, you know, people would want you to be, you know, to be real and shit like that. And it's like, uh, I feel you, but you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, there's still things that I'd rather teach him love first and teach him about being proud of himself as a young black boy that will one day be a black man. That's what I'm doing with him more now is is giving him the lessons about black pride and about his black history so that we start from there. That'll be the root. That'll be the foundation, and then as you grow and as you learn more, then you can see, yes, there's nuances here and there. And what I tell him in the teachings about black history is, like, because our black history is so traumatic in and of itself, I have to also remind him that, like, listen, I know that a lot of bad things happen to black people at the hands of white people in these stories, but not all white people are evil. You know what I'm saying? And I have to let him know that there's good people and there's bad people. 
period. Yep. Yes. Be, have be a good person. Very you know what I'm saying? Like said, being yes. one of the For good sure. people. Being, sure. I just want you to grow into a good person no matter what. And we all have our differences. Respect people for their differences, for the different race, for their different orientation, for whatever their differences are. You can respect one another, but just choose to rock with the people that are good and you stand up against the people that are, you know, that are bad and that try to um, try to threaten that, you know what I mean? Sure. But again, he's six, so I'm not going to teach him how to go to war, you know what I'm saying, at six years old. And, you know, and so I bring it up, like... I co-parent, right? So right. his dad. Well, is this is this is the whole this is the whole other element that I that I also whole, wanted to now get into get into. Yeah, it's a whole other element, and then it's like I mean, like even if his dad and I were still together, we would still have these differences because we just have two different perspectives on certain subjects. You know what I mean? So co-parenting or not, this is a subject that sometimes we have differences. Like his dad definitely wants to give him a little bit more of the real. Yeah. And and that's another layer. Like, I'm a black woman, yes, but I'm not a black man, so yes. I don't necessarily understand where he might be coming from sometimes with wanting, you know, our son to learn about this kind of third. I know that his dad did have, you know, situations with, like, shady law enforcement trying to harass him. So it's like, okay, when I understand that, I see that that's, where he's coming from and why he's saying these things. But then I also feel like, again, he is young. And though this is happening, I don't want to instill fear in him. And I also don't want to instill hate in him. I don't want him to grow up and be hating fucking cops. Yeah, because at sure. the end of the day, of it's not all cops. You know what I mean? It's it's the bad fucking cops. It's, it's that one bad apple that ruins it for the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's not even the and bad cop. It's the bad person that just happens right. to be a cop as a profession. Exactly, exactly. Who took, you know, who wanted to abuse their authority, yep. you know, who maliciously got a job and, and you know... And, in and order to be abuse that authority in, in, in a lot of yeah. times. You know what I mean? Like, a, a lot, like... Exactly. My cousin is, like, has always been, uh, uh, like connected with with law enforcement and and mm-hmm. has held it up a high standard he's a fire he's a firefighter now um and stuff like that and i was talking to him about it um about everything and 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 he was saying he's like dude i just know so many bad dudes that are cops and they're all dudes Damn. that like probably got bullied when they were fucking kids and right. now they became cops so that now they can bully the people yep. that that didn't bully them necessarily, but now they can be the bullies. And they, yep, they yep, but yep. they're just bad dudes, you know, that, yep. that took a profession that put them in that point of power that enabled mm-hmm. them to do that. That is so true. And then that's another thing, too, because it's like hatred is taught. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, hatred sure. and being malicious is taught. Like, unless you fucking just like the Antichrist, like, that shit is taught. You know what I mean? And so it's true. It's taught either within the family or it's taught by experiences and you develop certain defense mechanisms, you know what I mean? Like if somebody was bullied and then they learned to have hate in their heart because of their experience of being bullied and now they're an angry person and want to reciprocate that whenever they get a chance to, you know, hatred is taught. And therefore, I feel like our job as parents, we have to, have to, have to not forget 
the big lesson and the significant lesson of compassion, of teaching our children to be kind and to have empathy and to respect others and to respect life and to respect themselves as well. You know what I mean? Like, those things have to be instilled in them. We can't just assume that they have it. You know, we got to tell them these things. Just like you can't just assume that your child knows that you love them. Like, there are kids that grow up and don't think that they were loved by their parents at all because their parent never told them. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then their parent might have been like, oh, but I did this kind of therapy. It's like, yeah, but you never said it. Yep. You know, so wor- yep. words are powerful. And, you know, like, there is power in the tongue. There is life and death in the tongue. So you have to be mindful of what you're teaching kids and what you're, you know, um, telling them, what they're hearing, what they're listening to, what they're reading, and what you're instilling in them by the things that you say. So, man, it's a fine line, and it's like, it's a lot. You know, I do my best. It's not that I want to, like, put him in a bubble, because absolutely not, because that's not good, but it's like, it's, it's, we get to the certain lessons and the certain talks in, in the right time, you know what I'm saying, and, which again is tricky, because it's like, we're going through this in this country, and, you know, us, and it's all right there, you know, with social, when it was social media and everything like that, like yeah. it's, it's, it's there. You you can't yeah. you can't avoid what's going on. That's like, right. you know, that's why I'm thankful that my daughter is so young that she doesn't understand shit. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. Yeah. you know what? That's a whole other layer too. Like, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't have cell phones when we was in fucking elementary school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. This whole social media experience, especially for the younger generation, and then being on it all the time, and then them being so worried about what anybody else is thinking or saying, that's a whole other ball game, you know, and it's like having to teach them that too, like, you don't need to give a fuck about what so-and-so is saying or commenting or whatever the case, you know, like, I always tell Stanley, like, well, not always tell him because he's sick. Thankfully, he doesn't have to deal with this yet. But, you know, I'm like, if somebody was picking on you, like, you have to think about it. Like, oh, okay, is what they're saying true? Like, no, if it's not true, then who gives a shit about this person? Like, they can't do nothing to you. As long as they don't put their hands on you or anything like that, then, you know, just who cares? Certain things you can ignore. Certain things you can um, combat with your words or just walk away. And then if somebody tries to physically harm you, then, you know, you got to throw the hands and defend yourself. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you, you got to give them the one, too. You know what I'm saying? But, like, there's circumstances and levels to it. And so with social media, like you said, you know, it's always on. Sure. And there's this beautiful meme that's going around. Um, and it pretty much says something to the extent of, like, um, basically you got to know what lane you're in within the movement, you know what I'm saying? So, like, some people's lane might be protesting, some people's lane might be donating, some people's lane might be, you know, something else. For me, my lane is, you know, continuing to instill positivity in this world, to give love to my son, to be a light. Another thing that I do like that I'm seeing more of is I do like seeing all the other um, cultures being even louder than they were before about the injustice, about Black Lives Matter and not fuck all lives matter, black lives matter, period. We don't need to say all lives matter behind black lives matter. We shouldn't have to say black lives matter if all lives matter. You know what I mean? So I love seeing, I love seeing the white people come out and say, you know, I fuck with black lives matter and really genuinely mean it. You know what I mean? That touches my heart because 
so often, you know, the evil people in power and stuff like that and in places of framing and messaging, they would rather have us black people think that nobody cares. Okay, so that's that we the whole can point. lose hope. That's you know what I'm But it's like, nah, there's people out there who actually do care and we're hearing their voices. We're all quarantined, so there's nowhere else to go but social media sometimes. And on my feed, I see a lot of people caring and that Absolutely. is what's beautiful. That is what gives me hope. That is what I want to instill in my son for the future because if we get it right with our kids to not teach them hate, yes. then their world will be better. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what's important. Like, and, 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 and that's also interested to ask you the question, right? And talk to you about it, about about the relationship to what's going on and you and your mm-hmm. son, because that's where it really has to start. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people in people uh, uh, in our parents' generation actually did a fucking good job because it's all right. the people in our generation and then just young, just younger than us that are exactly. making this all happen. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's not oh, it's not a, like yes, some some people our parents' age or our grandparents' age. Like the 80 year old dude who just got thrown on the ground and fucking buffalo by the cops and stepped over, but that's another Yo. story. Like, and and that's why, and that's why we have to know that. But that, but that's why we have to. We have to start with 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 the youth and our kids and it's so important yes. for us as parents right now to be able to you know relay the positive message and and even though there's there's violence and there's looting and and there is both peaceful and non-peaceful protesting going on and even if there, there's yeah. violence coming from both sides you know whatever it is like it, it, it's it's with it's with us as parents to let our children know that this is can, this can change and you do have a yeah. voice to be able to to change something and be a part of the good process that we can exactly. go through to, to make that happen you know what I mean yeah um, just teach your kid to be a good fucking person yeah for sure absolutely <laughs> like if you taught your child to be a good person you know what I mean and like and be there for them too they, you know be that listening ear for them as well create an environment that is affirming for them and that is safe for them so that even if they are a good person but then they happen to be the kid that's getting bullied you know let them be able to come home to you and then talk to you really like dig in and hear about their day like don't let up until you get down to the bottom of their day you know when your child is off don't be so busy with other stuff that you can't see that something's going on with your child give them that confidence I put my son in some MMA classes, you know what I'm saying, so that you can learn to defend yourself because the worst thing I would think is to learn how to fight in a fucking fight. Like, <laughs> that shit is scary, you know what I'm saying? It's like you got a 50-50 chance of winning or losing this one. And it's like, y'all need to learn right then and there. Like, learn how to defend yourself and then that discipline of defending yourself and respect that I feel like, um, you know, martial arts can bring. It doesn't break you down. It doesn't break down your self-esteem. And because that's important. Our kids need to be taught love, compassion, self-esteem. You know what I mean? They need to know that they're worth something and that other people are worth something too, you know? And and they also need to to understand and be... we also have to teach them, you know, appropriate reactions, you know what I'm saying? Like, I tell my son, too, like, you know, your feelings are valid. Anger is, is a valid feeling, but don't let that over overcome you. You right. know, you got to think about that. It's like the shit that we in, in our generation are learning now in terms of, like, the self-work and the self-care that we're doing, if we instill that in our kids now, my yep. God, they're going to be yep. so powerful. 
Because all of us, you know, like, we all in therapy and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, if we give, if we pass the gems to them now, they're not going to need the therapy later. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's gonna change the world. Oh my god, that was that was incredibly powerful. And so I'm I, I'm not even I can't even I can't even go anywhere beyond that. Um, so what what I do what I do like to do at the end of of every conversation with with a, whether it's dad mom that I have on, there are two questions mm-hmm. that I like to throw out and get and okay. get everybody's every everybody's answers to them. So I'm gonna okay. throw the first one out to you before we wrap up here in a second. Um, and the All first right. one is is. Given all of everything, everything we talked about, your the whole the whole motherhood experience. Um, mm-hmm. What has been your favorite thing about being a mom, being a parent uh, to your son? You know what, my favorite thing about being a parent, honestly, is like the love that's reciprocated back from my son. Like oh, he's such a, a loving dude. Like for real, like that. That's the shit that I feel like, okay, I'm doing a good fucking job. Like, like literally the other day, I think I might have been looking tired or stressed. Yeah, I was doing work, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm stressed. I'm trying to just finish this work, right? And he's like, mommy, do you need a hug to, like, help you with your work? And he gave me a hug. And I'm like, you're a beautiful human being. Oh my God, (laughs) You know, so so it's like, when he has that love, and, and again, you know, kids are born with love, you know? So it's like, when I see that, that that's, those are my favorite moments of being a mom. Just like the bond that he and I have and the love that we share. It's so fucking dope. Like, that's although incredible. I only have one right now, he is my homie for life. Yep, that's incredible. Um, that's a really good one. I have I actually haven't heard that one before. That's fantastic. I can't I can't imagine how it must have how awesome it must have felt to have your son come up and just ask you if you need a hug because you know you and know sometimes one, you're like, just, yeah because you know sometimes you just need that hug. You know what I mean? Like yo, for real. That's amazing. Um, and you know what? Too real quick. It's yeah. like it's so beautiful when you see like how you rub off on these little human yes. beings because like I said I'm doing so much like self care and like um, meditation music and all of this stuff so there's times too when I'm working on my computer he'll turn on YouTube and find um, some meditation for me for like productivity and like play some meditation so music for me so that it'll help me work and I'm like yeah maybe that's like, so dope the second one the second question I ask is mm-hmm. Basically, for just me to learn for myself, this is the selfish question, you know, like because no because the point of the pie, you know, like selfish. yeah, it's I like to give. <laughs> you have to learn to it's okay. So the second question I ask is that um, for any parent, you're six years in, right? You're six mm. years into this parenting thing, which is it's crazy that we have kids. Number one, but anyway, right. it is you're it's six sad. years in into this we whole thing. We used to be running around high school, like right. now we have kids. it's fucking wild um but you're six years in what is the best piece or biggest piece of advice or best piece of advice or words of encouragement or Mm. you know whatever have you uh that you might whatever route you want to take it um that you could give a parent that is you know a new parent like me or just kind of someone that's behind you in the process uh Let me see. I would say that you really have to discover and honor what works for you and your child. Yeah. Period. For sure. Every child is different. 
every parent is different. You know, we have different parenting styles. And know that it is okay. What works for you is okay. Are you guys happy at the end of the day? You know for what sure. I'm saying? Like, if, if the answer is yes, then that is okay. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes society makes us think that we have to do things a certain type of way. And that is not the case. If that doesn't work for you, that doesn't work for you. And that's fine. No. You know, like, just find, discover, you know, it's a process. It's trial and error. So yeah. discover, allow yourself the space to discover, you know, if you run into an error, don't beat yourself up, learn from it, you know, and then make those teachable moments with your child, you know what I'm saying, like, don't just teach your child all the time, like, learn with your child, talk with your child, build with your child, so that you guys grow together, um... Yeah, and, and then okay. they can have that beautiful. <laughs> then they can have the beautiful reciprocal relationship that that you and your son now have, where he's now exactly. you know like where now they can <laughs> they can understand what you need in the same way that you understand what they need, and exactly. can 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 help you out when when you're in need of it. You know what I mean? That's that's what we're trying exactly. to you know really all we're trying to trying to raise our kids to do is take care of us at the end of the day. So you know, basically, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, I just need him to learn how to take care of me when I get older. That's all I want. Exactly, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Well, no, I, just, honestly, I want to be able to take care of himself. No, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. 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 Um, well, TD, this is fantastic. I really appreciate you. Dope. Being... I, like, can I come back on the show? Because we got to chop it up about, like, you can relationships. You can, yo, you can come back anytime. We can do all that. Family. Yo, we can do all that shit. You, are, you have the open invitation to come back whenever you would like. Uh, we could do it. We could do it up uh, because this is this is fantastic. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, for anybody, anybody who's trying to turn up, trying to find your, your content, the scary mommy stuff, uh, the mom scope mm-hmm. stuff that you're doing, how can they, how can they get on that? How can they find it? How can they follow? How can they be a part of your tribe in doing that? Uh, well, I would say the best thing would be my Instagram page. If you follow me, um, at nefertiti.warren but um, Instagram would be <laughs> the best way to reach me that's like my link tree you know if you click on Instagram then you can get to my different other things um, and stuff like that and um, and yeah oh and can I, can I do one more plug yeah do whatever plug you want last year I self published my book it's called Heart of a Dream yes, I didn't know yes, you noticed yes, oh, shit. I wrote a book then. so um, it's called Heart of a Dream And it's an encouraging story to never give up. And I wrote it as a fable for for children, but it's really for people of all ages to inspire them and encourage them to never, ever, 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 ever give up on their dreams because our dreams do not give up on us. So um, with this book, I recently have created a lesson plan, which I like to call an encouragement plan and an activity packet to accompany the book for all us homeschool parents out there, if you want to add some positivity to your homeschool routine or just to your child's library, um, something that's for you and your child, I've created that, and you can check it out. Um, if you go to my Instagram page in my bio, there's a link to the website for the book and for um, the encouragement packet. And it's really dope. Again, um, it's for all ages, but um, it's fun things geared for kids. And I also have a parent corner within the lesson plan, too, just to get you That's centered. Awesome. 
and to, you know, engage with your child as well because it starts with a positive mind and a positive relationship and then that's how you're going to get through this together. Oh so, my God, yeah. Chidi, that's that's awesome. Um, I didn't even know that you did that. We didn't even talk, you didn't even mention, oh my God, Jesus no, Christ. Yes, I know, I know. Seriously, let me know. Aurora has a signed copy waiting for her. I Hell will send yeah. it to you. Hell you just yeah. let me know. That would be beautiful. For real, seriously, truly, truly, I will gift it to you. Just let me know. Send me your info. I send it to you and do it with Aurora and see how you like it. I mean, she's okay. a baby, but this will be her first bedtime story that she's going to love forever. Oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I, I will. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to send you my info to, to get that from you because I want her to love it and frame it and put it yes. put it next to her every single night and know like, yo, no, Daddy, Daddy's homegirl wrote truly, that. Like, Daddy's homegirl wrote no. that. Right. Well, fantastic. Yo, congratulations on that. That's unbelievable. Um, and yeah, Thank you, you will definitely you're you're definitely gonna have to come back on, especially when you when you we get all the uh, all the character stuff up up and running. Well, TD, thank you so very much. I will talk to you very soon. Um, you're the best. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited that you came on and we got to talk. We got to catch up. Uh, and I will I talk know, to you very me soon. Too. Yes. Take care. <laughs> you keep being a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna do everything I can. I'm doing everything Not I can. Sometimes you gotta shout out the dads. You know what I'm saying? You keep doing what you're doing, being a great fucking Dude, dad. Yeah. I see you. I appreciate. I, I appreciate you. it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Um, I'll no talk problem. to you soon. Bye. And that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. To connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the Instagram at dadhardpod and jump on the website wedadhard.com. Thank you very much to my guest, Nefertiti Warren. Check out the book. Check out the characters. Check out Scary Mommy. Check out Mom Scopes. A lot of content out there. Check it all out. But for now, that's all for us. Until next week, same dad hard time, same dad hard place. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways? Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun? Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times? Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground.